Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. I probably don't need to remind you that we Christians are under attack by evil forces beyond our imagining. Thankfully, we worship a God who is mightier than Satan and who can give us the ammunition we need to fight back. Today, Dr. Jennings is with us via Skype to reveal four strategies Satan uses to destroy us. That's right, four. Why is Dr. Jennings doing that? Because he believes in the proverb that says, forewarned is forearmed. Dr. Jennings, forewarn us. We're going to focus on four specific actions that can happen in societies that undermine well-being and destroy individuality in people. Mm-hmm. Most Christians would immediately go, well, well he, he destroys by lies because we know he's the father of lies. We're not going to focus on that aspect today because that's true. This is not an exclusive list of mechanisms or actions the evil one can take to hurt people. This is a specific list that people may not always see that are common in our society that are used to destroy health and well-being and destroy people. And so the first one I want to focus on is taking away freedom or liberty. When that happens, it stifles development and creates what I describe as shadow people, people who lose their individuality, their ability to think and reason. They end up identifying with the uh, person who controls them. We've seen this in homes in which children are dominated and abused, and they defend the abusive parent, or the wife is dominated and abused, and she will defend the abusive husband rather than thinking for herself. I see this in the famous Stockholm Syndrome, in which hostages have defended their hostage takers after they've been held captive for a long enough period of time. They stop trying to get away. So anytime liberties are taken, individuality will slowly be damaged and eroded and individual development is damaged. So your reasoning powers are destroyed. So we see that on the individual level. I think you see that pretty clearly as I just described that, don't you, Charles? Absolutely, absolutely everywhere, yes. Where I want to take this now, though, is on a societal level in which governments are set up to empower the few by controlling and restricting the masses. Mm. And you'll see this throughout history, imperialism. These are the, you know, the czars and the, and the Caesars and the emperors and the kings and the, and the divine right of rulers where, where you will have an aristocracy of a few elites that enrich and, and empower themselves off the backs of the masses. And in order to keep that power for themselves, they have to restrict the liberties, liberty of movement. If you're born in a certain class, your dad was a, a Thatcher, for instance, a roof Thatcher, mm-hmm. uh, last name Thatcher, or, uh, or a tailor. You were going to be a tailor or a Thatcher. It didn't matter your gifts, your abilities. There was very restricted social movement or liberty to pursue a calling that one had. The uh, structure was set to keep the rich in power. Also, by restricting education, uh, you it restrict social movement, restrict uh, religious liberty, restrict social movement. So these aristocracies that were set up, so that's one form of government. Yeah. Others, though, communism, 
socialism. These are more modern forms of aristocracies. They don't call themselves dukes or earls or kings or emperors, but they are party leaders. And the party leaders, and the higher you are in the party, party chairman and so forth, you get more privilege, you have more power, but it's maintained on the backs of the people that you control and the liberties that you restrict. Freedom of speech is restricted. Freedom of worship is restricted. Freedom of assembly is restricted. And so as liberties are taking away, and in these societies, what happens is the individuals eventually surrender, just like with the abused spouse or the Stockholm syndrome. They begin thinking and defending the controlling governments. Mm. That's what happens. And they stop seeking liberty after a time. Those who did resist or rebel were killed or eliminated. So people surrender and give in. And it stifles human ingenuity and development. This is one of the things that makes America historically the greatest nation ever in the history of the world. People can dispute that, but but there's never been a nation that has accumulated more power, economic power, military power, et cetera, et cetera, and abused it less. We in two world wars last century basically freed Europe and Asia twice yes. and returned all those lands yep. to the people. Yep. No time in history has a nation had the military power gone to war, sacrificed their citizens in war, and then not taken the land and not taken the spoils of war. So it is the civil liberties and the religious liberties of America that has created an atmosphere where the greatest ingenuity and the greatest development and the greatest breakthroughs and the greatest advancements in human history have primarily come from this freedom and liberty where people have the freedom to pursue their dreams and aspire and develop. And that's why it is the land of the free and people long to come here and get out of these other types of governments. What you're seeing happen in America today is a movement because all the kingdoms of the world are really in the devil's domain and he hates freedom and he hates liberty and he seeks to control and set up dominating systems. And so you're seeing in America today pressures and movements to move towards a more socialist agenda or government, which is restricting liberty and autonomy. So one thing the devil does to destroy individuality and destroy people is take away freedom. Can we move on to the second one? Do you have questions? No, I'm, I'm fine. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Take away nutrition huh. or nutritious food, which undermines physical health. Uh, give them lots of sweets and empty calories and fatty substances, and, and uh, you can feed them, or you can either starve them or feed them junk. Right. Either way, yeah. as your physical health is undermined, you lose both mental health and autonomy. If you are obese, you can't climb stairs. You can't bend. You can't reach as much. Your physical capacities are significantly restricted the greater and greater your obesity becomes. So liberties are lost and freedom is lost. Capacity to engage in industrious activity is diminished as we lose our physical health and ultimately our purpose in keeping and maintaining a physically fit body is because our brain and bodies are obviously connected. Yes. And the healthier our body, the healthier our minds, and the greater our creativity, and the greater we can grow spiritually. And thus, we are to take care of, the, uh, as the Bible says, the spirit temple. And so another way to destroy a person is to destroy their physical health. And one way to do that is through bad nutrition. And we see this in society with the fast food, junk food, sweet stuff, yes, and yes, cravings. Yes, yes, yes. Third way, and we will see that they all kind of overlap. Third way is to take away social connections, mm. to socially isolate people. 
And we don't see any movements like that in the world today, do we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. As we socially isolate people, multiple studies show that we, we are social beings. We're designed for connection. And when right. we're socially isolated, it undermines both mental and physical health. It impairs immune system, makes us more vulnerable to disease. We have uh, more pain states. We have more sleep problems. We are less capable of recovering from illness. If we had surgeries, wound healing is impaired if we are socially isolated than if when we're socially connected. So people recover faster from illnesses, do better with hospital stays, post-surgical outcomes with less pain medicines are required when they have a family member with them and when they have visitation. But when we socially isolate, all of these things are undermined. So if we wanted to uh, hurt people and incite fear, incite anxiety, what do we do? We socially isolate people. And then this will cause increasing sense of fear and insecurity, which drives a whole host of fragmentation and other problems in society. Mm. This is scary stuff, Dr. Jennings. What's next? Take away usefulness. Hmm. Take away usefulness, meaningful employment, creates programs or systems that free the capable from useful labor. It could be promote public policies that are designed to give away free stuff, free everything, so you don't have to work for anything anymore, and you can just have idle time not to engage in industrious activity. Now, useful labor doesn't have to be for a paycheck. It could be that you love, for instance, gardening, and you just love to get out and work in your gardens or in your in, in raising flowers or various produce, right. not even for income. That's useful labor. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways God designed us back in Eden, he gave Adam and Eve useful labor yes. to tend the garden. We are created in the image of our creator, and he is a creator, and we have ingenuity, creativity, and we find validation. We find a sense of well-being as we apply ourselves and engage in activity. Activities. Further, one of God's design laws is the law of exertion. Yes. If you want something to get stronger, you must exercise it. And the more you exercise it, not just physical muscles, but anything you exercise, that expands and grows. So if you exercise a musical skill by practicing an instrument, neurobiologically, you expand the neural networks that play the instrument. We can see this on scans over time that your neural network expands and you become more proficient and you actually get more insight and you get more creative with your music. Music. Same thing with language skills and any other useful activity, carpentry or auto technology or whatever it is you're doing. The more you do it, the better you get at it and the better you feel because you gain competencies and capacities and your self-esteem and your self-worth rises. And then you expand and you become an individual with their own ideas to bring to the industry. And you want to bring innovation to the industry. And this is, again, what has made America great because of the liberties for people to apply themselves, work hard, get new ideas ideas, expand, develop, uh, be rewarded by getting a patent for their ideas and more innovation happens and so forth. But when we take away usefulness and gainful or meaningful employment in some kind, it stifles ingenuity, stifles sense of well-being, stifles autonomy, and people begin to shrink and shrivel in their not just physical strength and ability, which is true as well, right. but in their identity. They become more insecure, doubtful, less worthwhile, and thus they project that away from themselves because we don't feel that way and they blame society. It's not my fault. It's society. I wasn't, I wasn't this or given that and given the same opportunities, et cetera. 
You know, Dr. Jennings, from what I see here, usefulness, social connection, and nutrition, we are totally, individually, we are totally in charge of that. No, we're not. We're not. We're not totally in charge of that. We're in charge of what we eat and who we connect with. We are not in charge of our social connections. People are being arrested if they open their restaurant or going to church or being threatened with fines if they go out and socially connect in society right now. So no, these things are being undermined. You put on masks, masks, believe it or not not socially isolated. It makes you feel less connected. We don't know who those people are, but it gives a sense of isolation. And in government right now, it's being mandated. Stay at home. Don't visit your own family on Thanksgiving. Don't go visit your own family on Christmas time. Stay at home. Hide in your house. Be afraid. This is this is quite corrosive in our society. So yes, we have the ultimately the choice to disobey the authorities, but there are pressures being put on to coerce people and undermine their liberty. So again, taking away freedom and liberty by a coercive government is part of the problem as well. With the nutritious food, this could be education. This could be opportunity. This could be what's easily available. This could also be cost-wise and what people can afford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying here. Absolutely. And it just seems to me that uh, during this COVID-19 situation we're in, that all four of these are under attack in ways that haven't been before, in intensity as haven't been before. Am I right in saying that? And I'm suggesting it's not accidental. Mm. The devil is afoot. He is trying to destroy the fabric of society to incite fear. He is the author of disease and pestilence. He is the one who inspires fear-based responses that sound reasonable and wise, but the wisdom of the world is foolishness to the Lord. And only if we know God's design laws can we effectively apply God's methods in the face of such assaults and attacks. Well, Dr. Jennings, I want to be useful so I'm going to find ways of being useful. I want to be socially connected. I want to find ways of safely, safely socially connecting. I want to be healthy, so I'm going to do education and I'm going to find out where I can find good food. And as far as freedom is concerned, I not only want freedom for myself, I want it for other people. So I want to equally give people freedom that I want for myself. And we need to recognize these things and communicate them in love. I would leave anybody free who wants to stay home and isolate themselves because they, they're afraid they're going to get a disease. Yes. I would never say you must come out into public. No, stay at home if that makes you comfortable. The problem is when they want to mandate everybody else live up to their fears. That's a serious problem. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.